0: Welcome to Black Women's World Podcast. It is Sister Nista time. Well, hey, y'all, it's Tracy Mack. Listen, I want to tell you a story. You know, I was thinking about stories and the art of storytelling. And I have always loved to tell stories and even listen to stories. And it goes back to when I was uh, much younger. You know, my dad, uh, Bishop and and Pastor, and he's still alive and well. Thank God for Bishop Walter E. Jones. And, um, you know, can't nobody tell a story like a, a preacher, you know, a preacher who can color a story and, you know, when they get to hooping and tuning up, oh my God, they can pull the, the, the Bible stories off the pages and set them in your lap on a Sunday morning, especially, you know, when they get to throwing their hand behind their ear and they say, say, yeah, oh Lord, oh Lord. I mean, tuning up. And my dad used to say, don't nothing make you want to preach like a preacher who can preach. And don't nothing make you want to preach like a preacher who can't. And the same thing goes for storytelling. I always loved a good story. And it goes back to when I was much younger. I was about 13 years old when my dad started the first phase of the ministry, Ambassadors for Christ Fellowship Center in Havelock, North Carolina. He started it in our home and when people began to come the adults would meet down in a renovated carport area of the house and then when they had children that came uh, i would have to take the children into my bedroom you know Uh, number one it wasn't enough room down there for the children number two to keep the children quiet so the parents could pay attention and i always had my two nephews john and chris and so they'd be in the all the kids would be in the room with me and, and just keep them quiet you know entertained and then much later on about a year or so later Uh, We moved into an old dusty building that used to be a ceramic shop and we had to go in and clean and paint and get rid of, can you imagine the dust in a ceramic shop? And um, painted the walls, the cinder block walls, and it was still a dank little building, but we did our best. And in that building, the ministry began to grow and there was a little, uh, two little rooms In one room was the children's church. My dad said, Tracy, you're going to be the children's church teacher. Like, that was something. I didn't want to be in there. But anyway. (laughs) And so, uh, I would take the children in there. And he would say, you can't just have them in here playing. Uh, I need you to teach them something. He said, because I believe when you teach people something. I, I like the hooping. But I always want people to walk away with something they can use. And I want these children to learn. And I need you to teach them. So, what I want you to do is... Every time I preach on Sunday, I want you to get the cassette, run you a copy, use it, We had a duplicator machine, and uh, I want you to listen to the message during the week, and then you teach that to the children the next Sunday. Now, the reason why I had to really be good at storytelling, because my dad was a teacher. I mean, he was a preacher teacher, and he was teaching about the Davidic Covenant. Tabernacle of Moses, the Melchizedek priesthood. And it was like how in the world am I going to teach this to children? I had to break it down and I I enjoyed it. I loved um, not only listening to him but he would say, you know, make sure you read it for yourself and he'd bring out the Pentateuch and even the uh, Apocrypha. Because, you know, I think about it even now. I wonder uh, if the Apocrypha was the first victim of critical race theory. Hmm. Just think about it but come back with me to the story and um but he would teach those things and I have to break them down and teach them to the children but I love the stories I loved it and I uh, making them you know remember it and I make up little songs with it and we'd sing and know, even as I got older, I used to write songs based on messages and based on the Psalms and the Bible. And, and even my mom would have me listen to choir music, um, during the weeks, I'd have to listen to the cassette from my dad preaching and choir music. My mom wanted me to learn for the next Sunday, you know? And so storytelling was my thing. And so when I was a senior in high school, um, uh, I think I was a senior, either junior or senior year, our exam was to write a story in English literature. And, um, we had already studied Macbeth and My Fair Lady and those type things, but we had to make up our own stories. So I did a bang up job uh and I wrote a lot about the experiences I had in church. And that's all I did. <laughs> I was go to church. Uh Monday through Sunday and two twice on Sundays. But my dad's church was in the military community and we had people there from all different races and ethnicities and cultures. And um it was a people say a melting pot, but I like to say a toss salad. Because a melting pot, you lose your identity and become, you know, you can't recognize who you are. But a tall salad, all the different textures and colors still make it beautiful. and It's all in there together. And so uh, there were so many people there from different countries, Germany and Spain, Dominican, Republic, and, uh Josie Rodriguez, uh, she was a member of the church, and she helped me get through four years of Spanish uh, in high school. And so I wrote about all these people in my paper. And when everybody, when the teacher was turning, giving us our papers back uh, after they'd been graded, she looked at me after all the other students had left the class, she asked me to stay back. And I'm thinking, she's really gonna celebrate me. I'm gonna get some type of award so I can get a scholarship or go to college. And and she came to me after everyone left. She said, Tracy, I'm very disappointed in you. You've been a good student. She said, but I believe you've plagiarized. But because you're a good student, I'm gonna give you another chance to rewrite a paper. There were no computers back then for her to check, uh, you know, the program turn it in or for me to even prove. And it crushed me that she thought I lied when I was just that good of a storyteller. So I didn't write stories for years, but I always enjoyed listening and listen to old ladies tell stories. My grandma and old church ladies tell stories. You know, if you keep your mouth closed, you can hear some good stories from old people. And... Um, you know, I was one of those type kids. They would say, you're not like the rest of them. Come on over here and sit down with us. And as long as I kept, and then they even let me tell stories every now and then. But I just love storytelling. So when I uh, came across Dr. Bertice Barry and she talked about how we are wired for narrative, that spoke to my heart. And I said, oh, my God, not only are we wired for narrative, but when we tell our own stories, we get to control the narrative. And there's nothing like a story when you allow a person to walk away with something, like my dad would say. And so, I think about, you know, here recently someone was saying how I was a griot. And a griot uh, comes from Western Africa. And that's in the Western African cultures, all the way from, from the uh, coast where Senegal is, to Niger and Nigeria and Cameroon, Um uh, and you, you see those people telling stories and they hold the stories for, for for traditions and they tell them through poems and music and I'm like yeah I am a grill I've always seemed to incorporate some type of music and stories and all those things and even in my, my self help books I was able to incorporate some storytelling in there and I'm just grateful for Dr. Barry and people who love to, to hear stories and, and share stories and um I'm grateful to be a, a griot, and uh, you know because they say you know when when a griot dies, it's like a library that burns down, and I got a lot of good stories to tell. And the way my life was set up, so busy, you know, making a living, making a life, doing things. I didn't have time to share a lot of things, but you know what? I got time now, and I thank God. Uh, Dr. Berry, Dr. Bertice Berry. Thank you. I thank God for the griot that she is, the griot that I am, and everyone else who's a griot. Storytellers, story keepers. I'm grateful, and I love y'all for real. Peace. Have you been seeking a fun setting to support you or your team in how to have conversations that make the topic of mental health feel more at ease? Well, your help has arrived. Mind Manicure. Mind Manicure is the ah, a much-needed mental massage for the self-care of your mind. This virtual or in-person group seminar hosted by Tracy Mack will walk you through the strategic practices that supports mental fitness and mental health awareness. Go to mindmanicure.com for more information and booking opportunities. You've been listening to black women's world podcast the BWWP, brought to you in part by tracy mack solutions for life institute coaching and training services no doubt you have enjoyed being in our world and it doesn't have to stop here head on over to blackwomensworld.com this is my personal invitation to you to stay connected with me on social media and more i'd love to see you there and i'm so grateful you came to be with me here Invite someone else to join you in our kingdom next time so they can feel the vibe of our tribe of Sister Nistas and Sister Nista lovers, too. Remember to be kind, be authentic, be generous, be excellent, be grateful, and while you're at it, go ahead and be extraordinary because that's just what Sister Nistas do on purpose through mission with passion and compassion. It's a black woman's world, baby, and you, my Sister Nista, are proof. I'm your self-discovery companion, your professional peacemaker, and your host, Tracy Mack. Wherever you are in the world, may you love and be loved by somebody. Peace.